Welcome to the June 2011 podcast, Injury Prevention. I'm Brian Johnston, Editor-in-Chief. In these podcasts, we highlight work that's published in the journal Injury Prevention, an international peer-reviewed journal. We try to offer the best in science, policy, and public health practice to reduce the burden of injury in all age groups and around the world. With each issue, our editors choose one paper to highlight. This paper is featured in our podcast, and it's always free online. So if you enjoy what you hear, have a look at the website and download the entire manuscript. You'll find us at injuryprevention.bmj.com. Today we're focusing on the paper, Unintentional Injury Deaths Among Children Younger Than Five Years of Age in India, a Nationally Representative Study. This paper appears in our June 2011 issue. I'm joined now by the lead author on the paper, Jagnor Jagnor, who is a research scholar in the injury division of the George Institute for Global Health, based in Sydney, Australia. Welcome, Jagnor. Thank you. Well, first, uh, let me say congratulations. This is a very rigorous and I think important study for anyone who's interested in injury epidemiology or child survival. Uh, yes, that's right. And um, uh, since you have mentioned I'm on a, one of the lead authors, I might just add in here that, as is often said, research endeavors like these are an act of humility. Um, there are a few p- names that appear on the paper, and all, all those people are very passionate about improving health in low-middle-income countries. But there are several more who have worked very hard to make this study a success. And I think the key credit goes to the Registrar General Office of India, um, in 2001, Jayant Bhantia, the then RGI, the Registrar General of India, agreed to work with uh, the chief investigator on the study, uh, Professor Prabhat Jha, uh, simply to add measurement of how Indians die into their ongoing recording of vital events within the sample registration system. In this work, you and your colleagues then sought to directly estimate unintentional injury mortality among children under age five in India. Maybe you could start by telling us why you thought this work was needed. It was actually very basic. We were just looking at some preliminary analysis for injuries, and there was a group of pediatricians sitting uh, in the room. And we were we had we just presented the proportions of injuries, and one of the pediatricians said, "Oh well, this is, this should be headline. Uh, there are so many injury deaths in the age group of one to four years, and." Perhaps nobody realizes the immense burden. And these were people who were working in population-based studies, who were implementing interventions, and that just that just struck to me that how such an important issue could just go missed. Like there are nearly 10% deaths in the age group of one to four years, and so though a lot of work is being done to achieve the million develop, millennium developmental goals, um, and there's a lot of immunization programs. There are there are several interventions in place to reduce the infection, deaths due to infectious conditions, but there's hardly any attention paid to the uh, injury aspect in the age group. So that's what basically made me think about doing uh, a detailed analysis on this age group. I think you mentioned this already, but can you tell us a little bit about the data source that you used? What is the million death study and how is that being conducted? In India, most of the deaths occur at home. We can say nearly more than 70% of the deaths occur at home and there's no reliable data source of cause of death. In many developing countries where vital registration system is not perfect, uh, there's a sample registration system. So vital events are recorded within a sample of the population. Similar is the case in India. And since mid-1960s, sample registration system 
have been in place. Though it is recording vital events on a very regular basis, it, we still didn't have any reliable statistics on cause of death. And uh, hence, um, uh, verbal autopsy as a method was introduced into sample registration system to better understand the cause of death in the population. Depending on the key indicators, uh, every 10 years the sample is revised. The, the 1993-94 sample was based on fertility rates, whereas the current sample is based on infant mortality rates. So it varies, it, it changes every 10 years. And um, a verbal autopsy is basically a method to ascertain the cause of death by interviewing a family member or a close person who has been in touch with the deceased during the illness. Um, there were 800 non-medical field staff trained three times to complete the simple form. And then further 130 trained physicians did double-blinded coding and all sorts of quality control checks were done. So this is as rigorous as it could get. Year 2009, the RGI released a report which reported the proportion of cause of death. And further, using the UN estimates, analysis was done at the Center for Global Health and Research in Canada to estimate the absolute numbers and mortality rates in the population. So what do you think about the utility then of verbal autopsy methods for accurately assigning cause of death in young children? Do you think in particular that this methodology is more or less suitable for injury mortality estimates than for other causes of death? Yeah, um, I think there has been a lot of work in development of verbal autopsy tools and methods, and it basically started with knowing the cause of death and maternal deaths and uh, child and infant mortality, and just grew up to record cause of death in the population. Uh, within the million death study, we haven't done really any validation studies among children. We have done validation studies among adults, and the sensitivity and specificity for injuries was remarkably high, nearly 90%. You might expect that. There are lots of things that can cause death from wasting and fever, but, there, but an injury is a relatively discreet event. Yes, exactly. Sign and symptoms like fever and diarrhea would be common to several infectious conditions, whereas injury events are very distinct, and we would expect that that the tool would perform better. Uh, I think perhaps it is one of the most suitable methods to record deaths due to injuries. Tell us then briefly, if you can, what were your main findings? What did you learn? Well, um, as the paper reports, unintentional injuries accounted for 3% of all deaths in children younger than five years. And um, we found that 10% of overall injuries were in the age group of less than five years. The proportion wasn't remarkably high in less than one year, but as we go from one to four years, it was nearly 9%. And um, um, there's, there's a sudden peak. And um, the leading causes that we found were drowning, falls, and road traffic injuries. Each of these patterns changed with the age. So, for example, drowning deaths peaked at the age group of one to two years, whereas falls came down and road traffic injuries just went up. So the patterns are different across ages within 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 the age group from each year we find that and the pattern for each type of injury varies there wasn't any difference between the two sex their mortality rates were quite similar between boys and girls um mortality rates were remarkably high in rural area and one reason would be that most of the population is, resides within rural area so those were kind of the main findings so we found drowning as the leading cause of injury deaths in the age group and you you also noted um significant regional variation in unintentional injury mortality were there differences in injury mechanisms that explained that variation as well 
Uh, yeah, I think this was kind of interesting because people who work at the ground level would have perhaps recognized drowning as one public health issue in the northeastern region of India. But, uh, well, it came as a surprise to me. I belong to the northern region, and I really couldn't relate to it as, as I analyzed the data. And it was, it was kind of interesting uh, that the neighboring state of Bangladesh has been always has always been working on drowning and drowning prevention and has recognized it as as a major public health issue. And there was clearly a seasonal distribution. We found drowning deaths to be significantly higher during monsoon region. Flooding in the area is kind of a annual news. Uh, state of Bihar, state of Bengal, the Delta region for River Ganges and Brahmaputra. So uh, there's a lot of flooding during the monsoon season and they leave behind open pits and water bodies, and uh, I believe that's where most of the kids drown. So how would the results that you report compare with under five injury mortality if you derived an estimate just using vital registration statistics? Is that something that's been done or even worth doing? Well, as I just mentioned, the VRS, the vital registration system in India is far from perfect. And though deaths are recorded uh, in the system, but they, can't, they are not reliably reported. So there are alternately two other uh, data sources that are used. If you look at the age group of under one year, the results are quite similar. Uh, but when we start looking at the broader age group of one to four years, the SED reports nearly 3% deaths in the age group, whereas NCCG reports nearly 2.5%. Uh, this population-based study, which is nationally representative, um, reports 9%. So we can see it's several folds higher than previous estimates mm-hmm. um, from the data sources. And the third source that I just mentioned was the National Crime Bureau records uh, data source, but that does not in specific report injury deaths in the age group of not to five years. So the data can't be compared. Right. What about comparisons of these results with household survey data from other countries and regions? Um, How does it look in India compared to other lower middle-income countries? Well, we can clearly see a similar pattern in Bangladesh. That's a neighboring country to the northeastern region that we are talking in specific about drowning deaths. And the multi-cluster interview survey that has been mentioned from UNICEF, um, the last available report is from the year 2000. And as we go through the report, we see that emphasis has been on man, uh, on nutrition and infectious conditions and injuries and basic hasn't been recorded. So, um, this in itself highlights how it has been neglected uh, as a public health condition. What would you say, uh, looking back, was the most challenging aspect of this project um, in speaking to other other researchers or people who might be interested in replicating your work? Uh, well, if we, talk, if we talk about the study in large, it's an enormous pro- project. India is 16, 17% of Earth's population, and it was a huge, massive task maintaining the collaborations and doing all the required steps. But if I come in specific to the paper, I think, uh, though I was not one of the physician coders who had to go to the narratives in the verbal autopsy, but I still read several of those verbal autopsy reports. And you can easily see the immense personal loss behind each of these deaths. And it's, it's a real-life tragedy. It's, it's a loss to parents, families, society and big. So that was quite hard for me personally. Uh, On a more technical note, reporting child injury mortality deaths as per 100,000 live births, most of the injury that has been reported as mortality rates and not the WHO recommended definition for under five mortality. So it's difficult to compare our results to other data sources. And I went 
along sending emails to several of the injury researchers trying to figure out what would be the best way to report data. Should it be still, uh, should I report infant mortality separately using live births as the denominator and one to four years with the population as denominator? And so, yeah, I think that was a bit of a challenging part, another challenging bit to figure out what was the best way forward to report injury mortality in the age group. Well, aside from sharing your uh, data with our readers, how would you like to see see the results being used? Who do you think these findings might uh, be most productively directed toward? Uh, as per my understanding, um, there are organizations who are already working very hard in reducing child mortality. And people who are doing work in the region do recognize drowning as uh, um, uh, drowning as a major cause of death in, in among children, but they just didn't have a significant data source or enough evidence to advocate this. So I hope this paper does bring some hope for them, and they are able to carry it um, forward to policymakers and bring in programs and uh, do some work for injury prevention. I mean, if you, if, you, if you look at the study's name, Million Death Study, it strikes as a very tragic name, having to study million deaths. But if something useful, something purposeful and um, meaningful in terms of saving life could be brought ahead from the study. I think that would be the most significant achievement of the study. As I said, m most of the states in the region are recognized as the EAG states, so I hope there is more funding from the government, um, perhaps using the NRHM and um, looking forward to the 12th five-year plan in India. I would hope there would be an opportunity to make major investments in the region. We didn't have significant numbers, but we saw that there were a lot of deaths among neonates um, due to fall from furniture, like bed, and that's the way it was coded. And we didn't have significant number, but it, it just strikes me that it might be something that's worth um, research. We do recognize that fall from building structures, rooftop, terrace, etc., are common, uh, and perhaps more common as um, uh, as in the older age groups, but this is something that's not very well researched. Another thing that um, that comes to uh, my mind is when you talk to policymakers, they say, "Well, injury prevention is a very broad thing. You you just can't have a significant one single out intervention and say, oh, well, this is good for pedestrians, this is good for motorcyclists, this is good for uh, car riders, um, and so on. And it's easier to implement trauma care systems, improve trauma care systems, and we know exactly what we are doing. Uh, well, I, I, I can understand that uh, that we have thin budgets and it's a resource competing situation. But at the same time, if we are saving children from infectious conditions, we are putting in so much of effort, and then they survive through their infancy years and they die uh, somewhere later as as pedestrians. It's hard for me to just sit back and relax on that that thing. I would I would I would hope that there's more research and there's more cost effective prevention programs that we can say that well this is what can be done and this is how we can prevent child death. With that in mind, um, and to wrap up, maybe uh, tell us a little bit about what you're working on now. How do you how do you top this? What are the next steps in your research career? Uh, well, right now I'm a doctoral student and I'm uh, I'm just working on the million death study and I'm looking at various um, um, various types of injuries and their proportions 
um, uh, within the data set. But mortality, as is often said, is just the tip of the iceberg. There's far more greater burden related to morbidity, disability, and cost. And that's something I do look forward to do in future, perhaps work more towards costing of um, um, costing involved with these injuries and injury-related um, outcomes. Um, uh, another thing that I think is still quite challenging is we do have um, proven uh, prevention programs in developed countries, and some of them have been very well used in countries like Bangladesh, community-based preventive programs. Um, but there is still a lot that can't just be translated from one setting to another, and um, it would be, I hope that I could work towards that and do some real intervented programs to prevent injuries. Well, if you do, we look forward to publishing them in injury prevention. Thank you very I much. Just, thank you.